0: Welcome to my podcast. Here you can listen to six episodes of Snowwear, the action-adventure novel set in the Snowy Alps. The target readership is approximately 10 to 13 years of age. After you have listened to the podcast, you may wish to purchase the book. There are three methods. You can download the e-book directly from me by emailing heatherflood at hotmail.com The cost is five dollars or three pounds. Alternatively, visit the publisher lulu.com. The novel's length is 266 pages. You can order direct from me a signed copy of the paperback. I hope you'll enjoy listening to Snowware. Hello and welcome to Snowware the book by Heather Flood. Here I read my own book for children. This is part one, episode three. Vinny turned round to find a squat, furry creature gazing up at him. He glanced at the white chocolate polar bears in their colourful packet, then, blinking, back at the creature, thinking for a moment that it was a miniature live version. But no, it was brown in colour and didn't have a bear's long snout. I'm your shally pet, the creature explained. Its voice was patient, high-pitched, a little tired, as though it had been assigned to a whole series of clueless individuals. Vinny sensed that he was the latest in a long line. He stared, while the creature said with a sigh, ah, "'You haven't worked out what I am yet.' "'I haven't figured what anything is in this freakish place,' Vinny exclaimed. He clapped a hand to his mouth. That was the old Vinny talking. He began to turn and to head for the main living area where he had left Sal. It was time, Vinnie thought, for some more explaining. But a gentle thud told him that the tall character had left. Vinnie gazed at the door, then experienced an uncomfortable sensation as he saw that very door dissolve into the snow walls in which it was set. He wanted to get closer and examine it, but the even more pressing matter of the furry creature made him return to the kitchen where he frowned at the animal for some minutes. His shally pet waited, its hairy arms folded and its lips pursed. Don't say I'm supposed to take you for walks because I can tell you right now! The pet turned its back huffily on Vinny, picked up a feather duster and began knocking dust off the TV. Vinny looked more closely at the creature. It lumbered rather than walked and from this angle he was able to see its ears. Instead of jutting up from its head in the classic bear mode, they lay flat against the size of its head, just like a human's. Could it be an ape? There was something about its clumsy way of walking and the straight, thick legs that told him this was no monkey. Besides, its arms were too short. Vinny had begun pounding a raw elk steak with a meat tenderizer that happened to be handy. He wasn't sure he wanted to eat, and didn't anyway know how to cook, but having something to hit felt satisfying. ''I've got it!'' he declared with one final slam of the tenderizer. ''A Yeti!'' The creature stopped dusting, turned a weary face towards Vinnie, and corrected him. Yet, yet." ''Give us a break!'' Vinnie replied exasperated. He threw himself into an easy chair, abandoning the steak, and now instead absent mindedly stuffed jelly babies head first into his mouth. They were yummy, but he didn't smile. He went on scowling. What's a yeti yet when it's at home? A miniature variety of yeti. Vinny frowned. So you're a dwarf yeti, then? Certainly not, his companion replied, decidedly frostily. He gave Vinny a hurt look, "'If you must have an answer, then I suppose I am a yeti of restricted growth. "'Now, could we please say no more on that topic?' "'It's you, don't ask. go on,' Vinny replied. "'The yeti gave him a withering look. "'Vinnie was more puzzled than ever. "'He didn't normally speak so rudely. "'It seemed that since arriving in this place his personality swung "'between incredibly polite and unkindly blunt.' "'You'll have noticed that the last occupant left the cupboards rather bare,' the yeti now said. "'It's my job to get in your groceries.' "'The creature had produced a notebook from what appeared to be a pocket. "'Surely not. "'His hairy coat looked dense and matted enough, but surely it couldn't contain any hiding places. "'Yet, reaching in somewhere a second time, the creature pulled out an icicle-shaped pen.' What would you like to have, then? You sure you're not a kid dressed up? I don't think you want to fall out with me. The yeti yet stood its ground. The notebook had disappeared. The creature glanced around the chalet meaningfully. It occurred to Vinny that if if this really did have to be his home, then getting on with the chalet pet could make all the difference. Something about the look on its face told him that the neatness and order he saw now could easily be be destroyed, and the kitchen cabinets could stay permanently bare. Okay, Finny began. Let's have some bread, doorstep sandwiches, heaps of chutney and cheese, maybe some ham, gooey desserts, some apple strudel perhaps? Yeti had cheered up immensely, and was eagerly licking the tip of the pencil between feverish scribblings in the pad. Vinny rattled off a few more goodies, trying to push the creature to the limits of his ingenuity and of his spelling ability. Vinny didn't want broccoli, couldn't stand it, but added it to the list just for the fun of watching his pet frown over the notebook. Yet the harder the items became, kumquats, lychees, and Melton Mowbray pork pies, the broader grew the animal's smile. He seemed to get the joke. Vinny, not wanting to show any weakness, deliberately left off his all time single favourite custard it would be too disappointing to ask and not to get what do I call you Vinny asked finally to be rewarded with an impish grin don't tell me I'm supposed to guess well you could try if you like the Yeti answered I'll make it into a riddle that will be good training for you in fact Vinny. "'Solving riddles is what you're here for.' "'Come again?' "'Vinny reeled. "'This sounded ominous. "'I mean, I knew I hadn't been picked for my ability to speak French.' "'His group was supposed to practice speaking French at every opportunity, "'and Vinny had been failing dismally. "'At the ski-hire place, he had mutely allowed his feet to be shoved into boots, "'had shuffled off with nothing more than a muttered, "'Mercy!' ''Okay, here we go.'' The Yeti settled itself in an armchair and beamed at Vinny. ''In my name there is a long descent. I am sanctioned by a cinema connection, and my twin is oppositely oriented.'' This was such gobbledygook that Vinny gave a guffaw of laughter, then began to play with the skiing panorama switches, watching his view stop and start. He could see the Yeti becoming irritated.'' Aren't you even going to try? You're probably named after some blooming mountain, Vinny exclaimed. He was looking longingly at the peaks beyond his windows. It was nothing but a guess. You're right, well, half right, came the yeti's response. Okay, let me see. Vinny played now with a curtain cord, too depressed at his captivity to be able to watch the outdoor scene any longer. Snowden. No, but as a matter of fact, Snow Don is the name of the keeper of the avalanche machine. Right. Everest. Matterhorn. Warm, and interestingly enough, Matty Horn is one of our little empire's longest-serving subjects. The yeti stood up, collected a shopping basket from somewhere in the kitchen, and began to bustle towards the door. He spoke with sudden impatience. Shops are shutting! He was almost through the front door when he turned back to say, "'You seem brainier than the last three. "'And by the way, my name? "'It's Iger, or rather South Face of the Iger.' He pronounced this word, i and it sounded faintly menacing to Vinnie. "'My twin's name is North Face. "'You can call me Southy. He was gone. Finney, left standing in the middle of his chalet, sank to his knees. There had been others before him, other captives. Where were they now? And as for Southey's riddle, if it was an example of the type of brain teaser he was to be challenged with, there was no hope of success. It suddenly came to him now, much too late, that there was an ancient movie with the title The Eiger Sanction."